So here I am sitting down with a friend and she vulnerably shared with me that every single time that she would be heading home from a family trip or a family outing, whether it was to the shops, to a barbecue, to a family's party, to a friend's circle group, every single time she would be sitting in the back seat and her parents would start an argument with themselves, with each other, with the kids, the whole car would just be this toxic mess. And this happened so frequently and so regularly that it became a thermometer for her. So now in her adult life with her, her friend circle or mainly her partner who she's closest with, lo and behold, she starts an argument with him every single time they're driving home. Why? Because that's her pattern of behavior. It's become a thermostat for her. It's become something that is so familiar that she doesn't even know that she's doing it until she started recognizing and started you know, becoming more in tune with her personal development journey and realized what's not working in my life. This is not, this is something that I need to change and shift. If I want to keep this gorgeous man, I need to figure out what is going on. And she uncovered that it all started with the patterns of behavior that she was so familiar with, almost comfortable, almost she, she would almost look at him and think, why haven't you started an argument with me yet? All right, I'll do it, you know? And it's such a, it's a terrible thing that she had to experience. However, she is on the mend and I, I'm working with her as a friend mainly um, rather than, you know, counseling her through this. But it's just beautiful for her to share this in a safe space. So what I want to talk to you today about is where is your thermostat? And it doesn't have to be within relationships. It can actually be within your success story or, you know, my gym crush is just walking past <laughs> my living room window. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> Should I go to the gym right now? Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I won't. So our thermostat, nice little lighthearted approach to this heavy conversation, which is good. I think the universe throws us things like that. So our thermostat can be something that we need to be so comfortable with. It's almost like a default when something doesn't feel like the same old pattern of behavior, whether it's from growing up or being in a certain relationship. You have to create that environment, that feeling within your body, because it's something that you are so familiar with. So in today's episode, I want to just have your mind open up to this possibility so that you can actually start identifying where your thermostat is. And then I'm going to share with you how to move that thermostat so that you can start accepting and becoming the CEO of your life so that you can start creating the life of your dreams. So if we have never met, if you're new to this podcast episode, oh, hello and welcome. My name is Lisa. I run a company called Those Magnolia Eyes. I help unmotivated women who feel stuck in their life reach their highest potential through shifting their mindset. So here we are. What I want you to do is start figuring out 
that one thing that you desperately want in your life and why it may never have happened for you. So maybe for you, it's earning more of an income. Maybe you don't actually particularly love the job that you're in, but it, you know, air quote, pays the bills. We've heard this so many times. Um, and it's a legitimate thing that your job probably, well, most definitely pays the bills and you stay there because you're familiar with it. It's the known to you. And to step out of the unknown is so uncomfortable. So maybe your thermostat, and I've been here before, your thermostat in your current job might be stress. And you might be really, really comfortable with that feeling of stress, which keeps you there. But then in the quiet of the night, when your higher self starts to come forward, when you're going into that beautiful homeostasis resting state, where you can actually feel your highest being, you hear this nudge of, I wonder what else is out there. I wonder what other positions might be out there. Then you have this gorgeous sleep time where your brain is just calmed right down and then you might start dreaming about that job. Then when you wake up in the morning, your default is desperate for that feeling of stress in the job that you're going into. So you crave it, you long for it. Maybe that that's just an example, but I've certainly, I'm using that example because that's what I used to have. Now that I'm in this gorgeous, you know, career, sometimes I have to find myself, um, I have to stop myself, sorry, from finding something to be stressed about because my body is so used to it. I'm not used to, you know, not hearing other people's trauma constantly in my counseling career. I'm not, I'm not used to feeling such states of bliss and having these gorgeous back and forth conversations with staff. So sometimes I will look for the stress and I've had to pull myself up on that and say, you're okay. This is our new life. I created it for you. Accept it. It's a beautiful gift and present to you. So maybe for you, it is your savings. Okay. Here is another prime example. Maybe you have been really used to your parents watching them spend every single cent just before they get their next paycheck. Maybe you witness them running to the shop and needing to spend the very last dollar in their bank account. So that has become your thermostat, possibly. Maybe that is where you're comfortable with feeling, that feeling of scarcity, that feeling of having no savings. But then just before you go to sleep or when you're out on holidays and you're feeling like your higher self is present there with you because there's no outer distractions, you're not feeling those levels of everyday life which keep you in the same life, you're in a new environment on your holiday. Maybe that's the time when you start to think, you know what, I actually really love being on a holiday. I want to do this more. So that's your higher self beckoning you into a new place. But then you go back into that comfort level where you have to spend every last dollar, which doesn't leave you room to create new experiences, to have a level of ease in your life, knowing that you've got a pool of money set aside. So maybe for you in this circumstance, if this is something 
Like, does this resonate with you? The, the, the concept of saving. And, you know, for you, your challenge might be for yourself just to save $10 and to start out with that and breathe through it and understand that it's, it's okay to have $10 saved. This is amazing. I'm so proud of you. And having this self-talk of positivity and saying, okay, when we reach this next goal, then you can spend a small amount. And, you, and, and it's just this incentive and this drive to keep you going, to keep you moving the thermostat into a place that you want to be in. I'm quite certain that you don't want to feel like you are struggling and suffering your way through life, whether it's starting arguments with your partner because that's something that you witnessed growing up and you're familiar with. Maybe the incentive for you is to actually not start the argument. And then if you don't, what are you going to do for yourself? Are you going to buy yourself a beautiful bunch of flowers to celebrate? It doesn't have to be a big bouquet of $300 flowers. It can be a gorgeous $10 bunch from the greengrocer. So incentivizing yourself along this journey of change. And also, this is the biggest biggest thing that for you to take away. Your self-talk is going to be so paramount in this new expression of yourself. It's even more important than, you know, gaining the clarity. So you actually need to sit down and draft out what's not working. What do I need to change? Where did this come from? You know, and actually having this self-assurance and understanding of yourself about where these patterns of behavior develop so that you can be more knowledgeable about it and knowledge is power. And then moving through and saying, I actually want this different life now and this is what I'm going to work towards. But back to the most important part, which is your positive self-talk. And even when you slip up a little bit and you retreat back into your familiar, which is going to happen because you've spent decades in this thermostat. You are so comfortable with this place and the unknown is scary, but it's worth it. It's worth the feeling of having yourself hanging out on the ledge, not knowing what's in front of you. It's, it's a better feeling than to stay in a place where you don't want to be in. It's just because of your environment that you're here, that you're expressing yourself in this particular way. But start questioning it. Why do I start an argument? Why do I need to spend everything? Why do I need to eat cake every single day? Why do I need to do that? And oftentimes it's this beautiful thing when we're, when we're in that feeling of overeating, it's because what our parents did and, you know, I'm scolding our parents at the, at the moment and, you know, our parents did the best that they could. They guaranteed didn't get a book on how to be a parent. So they did the best that they could. So let them off the hook a little bit for this. It's just about objectively looking at it and objectively looking at it with a meaning, have no emotion to it. Just observing it from a, from almost like you're kind of suspended up above these emotions and these experiences and let go of the emotion and just look at it and say, oh, that is 
That's where I got that from. That's where I got my overeating from. So maybe let's talk about overeating. Maybe for you, it's celebrating events that happened with cake, with food, with a big party. Maybe you witnessed uh, your mum picking up chocolate every time that she was sad or stressed. Maybe you watched your dad when he was working and feeling this sense of overwhelm with how many emails he was receiving one after the other that you watched him grab a beer and that became your pattern of behavior because it was something that was familiar to you. Maybe your parents even encouraged it a little bit. When you had a bad day at school, you would be met in the car when they picked you up with a beautiful big bag of lollies. (laughs) You can tell that that was my thing, right? Because I just said a beautiful big bag of lollies. (laughs) That was my childhood, okay? I, we celebrated life through food. We, we felt pain through food. And then sometimes if it was incredibly, if it was really, really, uh, devastating and there was, um, trauma of losing someone in the family, there would be no eating for me anyway. So that was my default. And it's something that I have needed to address time and time again throughout my life and moving that thermostat and saying, let's actually celebrate with green tea. <laughs> and I know, I, I get it. Can you, <laughs> can you kind of hear that I didn't even want to say that out loud? Um, but I remember kind of first starting out on this journey and going to the movies with friends. I just you know, I spent all week at the gym getting my body into this really beautiful place where I was so confident within, within my skin. And I'm not the person that says, you know, you have to be comfortable with your body no matter what size. No, I'm not that girl. For me personally, I'm confident within my body when I look and feel good. And when I, I have to really push my body to, to lose weight, to keep weight off. So I, I, I feel like it's a bit of a, a privilege now in my older years. I can say that it's actually a privilege for me to need to keep myself lean through eating gorgeous, fresh produce. You know, I'm not the girl that can eat the chocolate and keep thin. I have to work for the body. And it's actually a good thing because it keeps me in check. It keeps me eating these beautiful, nourishing foods all the time, which makes me feel good. I feel light within my body, within my being, within my mind. I feel clarity because I'm not weighed down from constant states of junk food. So maybe for you, you just need to move the thermostat a little bit on where you're comfortable with, within your body, within, within not having, oh, this is what I was talking about. Sorry. You can see how I kind of digressed a little bit because I panicked because I couldn't bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. So when I would go out with my friends to the movies, when I first started out on this journey of awareness of, you know, wanting to eat to celebrate 
and having these habitual things around food, these habitual events, the number one thing for me was the movies. Okay. So habitually I would want popcorn and a choc top and Maltesers. That was my, that was my little thing. Every single time I would go to the movies and I'd change the things around. Sometimes I'd just get a choc top. Sometimes it'd just be a popcorn. Maybe if it was a really big week, I'd get all three. (laughs) But then I started to actually just have green tea. And my friends would look at me like, gosh, what? But I was at the gym all week running on the treadmill, which is what I loved. I'd be running outside. I'd be swimming. I'd be doing all of these beautiful things to nourish and up-level my spirit and have this beautiful dopamine rushing through me. And then at the end of the week, I'd kind of go off track and binge eat for the weekend. And I just kind of got to the place where I didn't want to accept that for myself anymore. So that's when green tea started becoming a beautiful favorite for me at the movies. And I love, I know this sounds crazy, but coffee drinkers and people that love tea will get this. But that feeling of heat rushing down your throat, I love it. I love hot coffee. And it's it's not so much the flavor, the flavor I love, but it's that first sip when it's at that perfect heated temperature that I love. And that's what the green tea kind of just put this beautiful feeling of soothy smoothness, (laughs) velvety over my body. (laughs) And I loved it. And that became my thermostat. That became what I was familiar with. And I no longer looked at the Maltesers. Yeah, every now and then I still do that gosh, regularly. Um, But for those first years of me getting familiar with moving the thermostat, that's what I had disciplined myself to do. And it's just about the discipline. And it's about, you know, being consistent with the need for change. And of course, your why will come into it. And maybe your why is just loving yourself enough to want more for yourself to no longer want to be in a cluttered environment because that's what you're comfortable with. Maybe for you, it's it's knowing that you're worth having a beautiful, clean environment, that you walk into your apartment, your home, and everything is just beautifully put away. There's no dust. There's no clutter. You know exactly where things are. You know that I am such an advocate for becoming your highest self through actually having this beautiful, pristine, organized environment constantly. The car's clean. There's petrol in the car. You're regularly, you know, um, decluttering your phone with photos and keeping the apps clean, keeping your desktop on your laptop clean. Everything just feels more organized in your home environment, in your work environment, in your relationships. Here's an interesting thing. While we're on this subject, it's it's a subject that I'm talking amongst my friends about at the moment. And it's about being organized. We share about being organized of planning 
the life that you want. And I touched on this in the last episode of my podcast, but being so being so organized that you plan for your future events, not just your five-year plan of wanting to earn, you know, extra money, but which events do you want to go to? Do you really love today? We've got the NRL grand final and it's such a big thing for football players, football fans, because the grand final is, you know, if you're listening to this in America, I know that a lot of you are from America. It'd be like your Super Bowl. Okay. (laughs) So today it's that, you know, I've got family coming over, I've got friends coming over and it's going to be an event, you know, in my house, which is why I've been cleaning all morning. And, you know, the tickets always sell out. But if I'm more organized, I can actually plan for it because it's something that's important to me. I'd love to go and see the grand final at the stadium, but I'm always too late. Last year, it was my job to book into the OBAR. We usually go to the OBAR for the last three years. We've been going to the OBAR in the city for Christmas Day. If you don't know about the O-Bar, it's on the 47th floor and it's a rotating, um, a slow rotation. Um, the whole floor moves. So you get to see 360 degrees around the entire, you know, Sydney panoramic view. And it's beautiful. It overlooks, you know, you can see the harbour, the harbour bridge, the opera house. You can kind of sit there and have these amazing conversations of trying to figure out where you are. It's just beautiful. And the food is just next level. It's It's amazing and it's an experience. My job last year was to book in to there, okay? And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. I was so busy with work, with seeing clients. I kept putting it off and lo and behold, I didn't get in. I called up too late and we ended up going to, you know, it was still beautiful. We ended up eating at the Opera House. Um, They've got this beautiful um, quarters at the back where you know, you've got this gorgeous view where you can almost feel like you can reach out and touch the Harbour Bridge, which was still beautiful, but the food wasn't as elite as Obar. So for me, I have to book into the Obar soon. Okay. It's October for Christmas day. And it's about planning out your life and being so organized with the things that matter to you. For you, it might be a holiday that you really want to go to. And for you, this is a topic of conversation for, for, another, for another day, but where I definitely need to talk to you guys about money and how to actually start planning for these things. Because you might be eye rolling me right now saying, I can't plan for Africa where I want to go on a safari because I don't earn enough. You know, I'm making ends meet. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Or maybe you're living three days out before your paycheck hits and you're really feeling the pinch. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm just going to have a sip of water. One second. (coughs) I'm back. So sitting down and when you're gaining the clarity on the thermostat where you want to move things, actually start looking at what you want to do in your life to have this change, to have this growth, 
to what heights do you want to expose yourself to? Do you want to, have you always wanted to go snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef in Queensland, Australia? Have you always wanted to bungee jump? Have you always wanted to free fall out of an aeroplane and skydive? Have you always wanted to paddleboard, snorkel? Have you always wanted to make new friends? Start going to different groups where your friend circle might be. Maybe it's yoga classes. Maybe it's retreats, women's circles. Oh my God, this is such a great point for me to just slide into this conversation. So if you want to be making new friends and up-leveling your mindset, I have, drum roll, I've, I've been creating the most amazing membership slash, slash group coaching program. I'm actually going to first roll this out as a beta program and it's going to be four weeks long. Every single week we're jumping onto Zoom and doing a live call. For the first week, we're actually starting out with a really deep dive into a workshop type setting about changing your thoughts to change your life. And I did this beautiful talk a couple of months ago, and it was just amazing to watch people's reactions to what I was saying and to watch them actually start applying these principles into their life. So we start out the entire four-week program with a deep dive into what's not working for you, what needs to change, the clarity that's required for you to actually make the big moves in your life, then the mindset to back it up, the self-belief to back up the action steps. So then there will be weekly um, group coaching calls. You can actually ask your questions anonymously by sending me an email or you can ask it within the group. And then what's actually really, really amazing is this is for the people that are really desperate for change. You feel so stuck. You feel like you go onto YouTube and you would love for your question, your individual customized question to be answered, but it doesn't quite hit the mark. So you can't afford to have the one-on-one coaching, but you need these answers asked You need these questions answered for you to up-level your life and to go into new heights. This is the place for you because it's not only going to be affordable, but it's a sanctuary for you to feel safe enough to ask these questions. I'm going to be priming your brain for you to have an open mind, an open heart, an open spirit for more learning, for you to understand why you feel stuck for you to start identifying where the limiting beliefs are, what holds you back and why you choose to keep staying there. All of these questions are so pivotal in your transformational journey and it's better to be in an environment like this than continue to stay stuck, surviving, living from paycheck to paycheck, being in relationships that don't light you up, walking away from particular people after spending an hour with them and feeling deflated. Where is the self-worth for you? And why do you believe that that's all you deserve? There is this paramount thing within humans where we seem to be 
more comfortable staying in the unknown, even though it's freaking torture. It makes you feel terrible. But to go out into the unknown is more terrifying. But that's not the case. The grass is greener (laughs) on the other side. For me, it's proven time and time again that the grass is always greener. Don't want to end the relationship because I don't think I'm going to get better. Lo and behold, Prince Charming was, was there the next day, you know. So this beautiful group coaching program membership site, keep your eyes out for it. Um, sign up to anything on my website so that you actually can be notified when we go live so that you can be a part of the more affordable version of the beta program. So those magnoliaeyes.com. So those magnoliaeyes.com. And just sign up for one of my freebies on there. There's my higher self ebook, there's affirmations for you to download, and there's also a mindset and manifesting webinar. So get your hands on those things, and then you'll be in my email group for me to notify you when this gorgeous thing goes live. So spending four four weeks with me, you'll probably spend about two, three, four, five, maybe about six live call, six hours of live calls with me over the space of a month, leading you right up until Christmas, right up until New Year's Eve, when you can actually start feeling like you're transforming and you've got some wins under your belt for this New Year's Eve to celebrate. So go and do that. It's going to be such an amazing program. I promise you. I will speak to you soon. Have a beautiful day, evening, whenever you're watching or listening to this. And I'll see you soon. Bye for now.